The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, I'm joined by Shane Hannon, co-host of OTBAM. Shane, good morning. Morning, Pat. What a weekend in oh. sport. I say it every Monday, but uh, this one was quite exceptional. Let's start with Wimbledon. Yeah, why not? Uh, Djokovic was the man that everyone thought was going to break all the records and continue his winning streak at Wimbledon. It did not happen in the most exciting and dramatic way. The most dramatic of circumstances. And Carlos Alcaraz, I mean, he's only 20 years of age. You listen to him talking afterwards and the maturity levels, because even he said... If I had lost that, that match, I wouldn't have been disappointed. I would have been proud of myself. This was his fourth ever tournament on grass, which is hard yeah. to believe. I mean, uh, and he could enter a period of dominance now with him, with Djokovic. Because I, he is number one in the world. He is. And, and, and look, he wanted the Wimbledon title. Djokovic, I think everyone expected would win this Wimbledon. I don't yeah. think anyone predicted that Alcaraz would, would get over the line. Um, but his performance, and there was, there was one match in that third set that had 13 juices in, in one of those games, um, and even after the, the first set, first set, you're thinking that six one, Djokovic completely dominant. Uh, Al- Alcaraz almost bottled the first set. I think the the aura of playing Djokovic on set of court where he hadn't lost for ten years was 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 massive. Uh, but to get over the line, um, and I think he, he credited King Felipe of Spain as well for being in the crowd there with him and <laughs> encouraged him to attend more of his matches. But look, I, I can't see a winner of a Grand Slam other than Djokovic and Alcaraz for the next two or three years. The way it looks, yeah, that's the way it looks. And a novice on grass, he wins two of the four grass tournaments that he's played. And he just remarked, you know, I, you know. I, Hadn't played much in grass, but I learned very quickly. <laughs> he, he like that is an understatement because he won a Queens as well, so he, he had the right preparation. Uh, not many people can win a Queens and win, win at Wimbledon. Yeah. It's almost like a double double-edged sword. Yeah. And, and, and Djokovic way. himself said, "I knew I could have difficulty with this guy on clay or on a hard court, mm. but I thought, yeah, grass, I can handle this." And in the event, he didn't. Oh, completely. So. And it's ironic because Alcaraz hasn't won on, 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 on clay yet, a Grand Slam. He hasn't won the French Open and that apparently is his, uh, his number one uh, yeah. service. So we'll see. And of course, there was that break that Djokovic took, a toilet break for seven minutes. <laughs> uh, it was gamesmanship at its best. Uh, but it, although he took the second set then, or the fourth set, um, it didn't work in the end. Complete uh, gamesmanship. And there was a moment earlier in the tournament where, where, where Djokovic was, was, uh, was a violation for, for making noises and trying to put off a player, kind of grunting. Um, and, and then there was another one as well, for even in the, in the match yesterday, you know, throwing the ball up and, and maybe waiting for the wind to calm down and taking his time over little things. So, yeah, there, there's a course gamesmanship. And he was in tears afterwards, Djokovic. So you don't see that too often. But because uh, there was a lot on the line for him, I guess the record of 24 Grand Slams was there. Now, uh, let's uh, move on to other singular sports and uh, Rory McIlroy and the Scottish Open. Um, uh, a brilliant putt to, to win it. Oh, brilliant. And, and the, two, the two birdies in the last two holes, like he led by a shot heading into this final round of the Scottish Open. Robert McIntyre, he beats by, by, by a single stroke, 15 under. Rory McIlroy and, and just the £1.2 million as well to add to his, uh, his kitty. Uh, there was a shot on the 17th with a five iron that was unbelievable. Uh, but then it was bettered because on the on the, the 18th tee or sorry on the 18th he's hitting a two iron stinger that you can see the trajectory of the ball was unbelievable and McIlroy said afterwards he thinks it's going to be one of the greatest shots of his career ends up birdieing that winning by a shot and and it was just the manner in which he did it because you know when people see McIlroy leading in tournaments early on they think he's going to bottle it because he's got this mm. 2014 drought since his last major hanging over his, his head but to have that form coming into Royal Liverpool next weekend for the Open why can't now be the time for Rory McIlroy to, to get that yeah. Now we're back? staying on I suppose uh, the, not the mainstream sport which would be GA we'll talk about that in a moment but mm. athletics oh. a very interesting time Adeleke turns pro uh, which is uh, great news because it's great prep for the Olympics 
But then there are three other athletes who starred for uh, over the weekend. Sophie O'Sullivan, um, Sarah Healy came second to her mm. in the under 23s. Uh, then you had Brian Fay in the 5,000 and Andrew Coscarin in the 1,500. You know, national records. It's a brilliant time. It's a brilliant time for Irish athletics. And, and what a time to do it. If you're going to peak for athletics, I guess you want it to be a year before an Olympics. You have that time to bed it in to get those records. Uh, Sophie O'Sullivan's one, like uh, that 1,500-meter race, like the kick at the end and an Irish one too as well. The kick was so, so similar and we think I think we all know who it looked like yeah. uh, and it, it was just remarkable to see her do that and, and she, she runs like her mother as well uh, of course daughter of Sonia, of, of Sonia O'Sullivan uh, and, and Sarah Str- Healy Stronger in build I think than Yes, Sonia. she is completely and she uses her arms as well uh, and, and, and just in terms of Irish athletics what an extraordinary weekend and, and it, it's going to get lost and I think it, you are right that we should talk about it because of everything else that happened yeah. in, in sport of the weekend but Irish Athletics those names you mentioned Cosker and Healy so he, he breaks his own 1500 metre record he's just shy of automatic Olympic qualification Brian Fay did qualify in the 5000 metres so it's all good. Yeah, it's and, all good. and the, these are names that have been around for a while in Irish athletics, and, and anyone familiar with with the sports will will, will have heard of Coscarn and Healy and these these guys, or, uh, Faye and these guys. But I, I think if over the next number of months, if they can keep going, mm. uh, we had the news with Rashid Adelecki as well. Um, you know, turning professional and this, and making this decision. She, of course, has been tearing things up on track in, in uh, Texas with the University of Texas in Austin. Uh, but that's a huge, huge move for her as well. Yeah, uh, Johnny Sexton, mm. um, more than a slap on the wrist, three-match ban. Yeah, and it, I, it's so funny to read the headlines on this one because some players you see are brilliant news for Ireland. Only a three-game ban for Johnny Sexton. He's available for the World Cup. Then others are like, oh, terrible news for Johnny Sexton. He's going to miss three games and he the chance to... Uh, he won't get injured. That's for, Well, that's one thing. <laughs> and that, uh, that's wrapped, the way I look at it. He, exactly. He'll be safe, uh, at least going into the opening game. Yeah, he'll be wrapped up in cotton wool. And that, that's one thing. He's very lucky, I would say, because this could have been a, up to a six-match ban. Uh, there were there were some, um, I guess, mitigating circumstances that you know his uh, his record previously in discipline wasn't too bad. The fact that it took this long, this match is back in May, Pat. So we're we're still talking about this this issue uh, and the the incident in question with Jakob Piper uh, after the uh, Champions Cup final. So look, he'll miss those warm up games. At the Aviva, of course, that's disappointing. His last game would have been six months. So that England game, the Grand Slam secured uh, against Romania in in Bordeaux, our first game in the World Cup. He won't have played a competitive match in six months. But look, uh, this could have been worse. So I think it's good news. All right. Um, now, uh, on WhatsApp, Dubs may have had a nice seven-point win over Monon in the end, but they didn't cruise through. Uh, that was the teaser I did before the break. I didn't write the teaser, I confess. So I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> no. Uh, it was not an easy win for uh, Dublin over Monon, even though the score flatters at the end. And yesterday, Derry blew it. It was. I think if you're a Derry fan, you'll be so so disappointed uh, because the performance in the first half was brilliant. They scored one eleven, only four points then scored in the second half. Their shooting accuracy completely deserted them. Shane McGuigan was well marshalled by Kerry. He actually had a decent game, but a lot of hard hits. Uh, some some people on Twitter suggesting there's a bit of Kerry cynicism uh, looking after Shane McGuigan quite closely. Uh, Chrissy McCaig, the best man marker, one of the best man markers certainly in the business, tr- trying to mark David Clifford. Uh, did quite well on David Clifford and still Clifford scores nine points. So that yeah. just uh, highlights how good he is. 
Uh, and from, from Dublin and Monaghan's perspective, I mean, Monaghan were just so, so close. They were in the game constantly. The game plan worked. Conor McManus, again, brilliant. And the hope for Monaghan fans like myself is that he'll stay on for last year, for next year. Um, but it is yeah. the final of the new Was Desi world. Farrell right afterwards when he said, you know, the, the narrative running up to the game was wrong, that Monaghan were better than everyone was saying. They were the same as a, you know, game set and match to the dubs before it happened. I thought the I thought some of the build-up and the, and the uh, punditry in advance of the game was no, nothing short of disgraceful. I thought like the, I think Dermot Connolly at one point said foregone conclusion the Dublin Monaghan game which I, look it wasn't look Dublin won the game in the end granted but it certainly wasn't a foregone conclusion and I agree I think some of the build up I think Monaghan and Derry were both disrespected the, the idea that they, these were going to be two completely uh, one-sided matches uh, and easy yet, runs written in the stars Dublin Kerry exactly I mean, uh, the, the final we all wanted I suppose and I suppose the last thing and briefly just commiserations to the under 20s uh, in South Africa uh, this French team is something else. Oh, three in a row, World Under 20 Championships for them, 50 points to 14. I mean, there was only three points in it at half time. France won the second half, 33 nil. Seems like a lifetime ago now because of all the sport at the weekend. But considering the the, the, the turmoil and the tragedy as well that the, that's around this team over the course of that tournament in South Africa, I mean, what a run to the final and beating South Africa and Australia along the way as well. The future's bright, Pat. Uh, Shane Hannan, co-host of OTB AM. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.